probably 25 or so when I was on set. I'm not going to say what movie it was. I'm not going to say who the actor was. <laughs> and on the last day, we're hugging goodbye. And he goes, I just, I was going to you know, get some pizza and watch a movie in my hotel room tonight. I didn't know if you wanted to join me. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't have a girlfriend. And it's just not, it's not that I don't get it, but I just, I can't. And he goes, yeah, I, I understand. It's just, and he looks so despondent. And I thought he was going to be like, I just thought we just had this connection. Instead, you know what he says? You know what he says? He says, it's just that I've always had this thing for Winnie Cooper. Oh. Wow. Stereotypes about child stars and their longevity in Hollywood are well known. We've all heard the same stories, but contrary to popular belief, there's a greater number of child actors who beat the odds and we continue on with our careers in show business. I'm Jalil White, and this is Ever After. Now, my first guest was born in La Jolla, California. Her IMDb reads a whole lot like mine in that she never, ever stops working. It's just one credit after the next. In 2015, she was cast in the Netflix original series project, uh, Project MC Squared. Uh, as of 2016, I love this credit. She became the current voice of Judy Jetson. Yeah, that good voiceover work. I know about that. In addition to her <laughs> acting, she's also written six nonfiction math books, all dealing with mathematics and getting girls to love math. Math Doesn't Suck, Kiss My Math. These titles are amazing. I can't wait to talk about them more. Don't giggle. Don't laugh. I can see you wanting to because it'll give it up and let everybody know who you are. But she's best known for her role as Winnie Cooper on The Wonder Years, and I've known her forever, my friend Danica Mae McKellar. Hello, How's it going? Jaleel. So nice to see you. It's so good to see you. <laughs> it's so good to have you. Seriously, when I think of people who are just survivors in this business, I immediately think of you. We've worked together across same, paths so many times. Here. Yes, we have. Right. Well, and yeah, Camp Cucamonga in 1990, which apparently became some sort of cult hit that I was not aware of. <laughs> people, I'm like, how do people still, remember a few years ago, I guess social media, when I started doing more social media, people were bringing it up. I'm like, how does anybody know anything about Camp Cucamonga, this 1990 film that we did? They, they just took a bunch of child actors who were all on various TV shows and put us together to, and went to camp. <laughs> it was you and me and Candace Cameron and, um, Chad Allen, Chad Allen and uh and Josh Saviano. John Ratzenberger was in it. Je uh, Jennifer Aniston before Friends. Yes. So before Friends. Yeah. Uh, you, guys were, you guys were stars then. I was just like a newbie. I had just started Family Matters. And really? that was like my that was like a summer gig that my agent got me. And I just yeah. remember it was like being on that set. It was the first time that I really felt like I was around child famous people and there was a difference like i don't know what do you remember most from that set oh gosh you and tasha were so funny together <laughs> i just remember you making me laugh you you called me auntie danica you had this character you would play where you pretended like you were a little kid oh. auntie danica i don't remember I, I don't remember why or how it started but i still remember that <laughs> I would I would try any way I could to ingratiate myself with people. We've worked with each other twice since. Um, yeah, we've since also worked then, with yeah, each other lifetime. on the wrong woman. Yeah, um, and mommy, I didn't do it. Yep, yeah, you arrested me. 
2013 and 2017. I got a, I got trolled a lot on Twitter for how I treated you in the wrong woman. I mean, I the women who watch those Lifetime movies. You were movies, mean. Are, yeah, well, no, that was my did. job, woman. It's called acting. It's called. You know how? Do you know how many people beat me up about breaking up with Kevin Arnold? I'm like, you guys. I didn't write it, <laughs> so I feel your pain. I feel it's amazing how pain. people treat us as if we're in control of the works that we act in. Right. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I guess we're somewhat accountable for choosing the roles, but that's just sort of broad strokes. In general, uh, yeah, the nitty gritty of it, uh, we have no say. <laughs> now, I'm curious, who put you in show business? Like, how did you get an agent? Was it your idea when you were a kid? Yeah, it was my idea, actually. Um, I remember seeing people on TV and kids doing commercials and it looked fun. And I asked my mom uh, if I could try that. Wow. And she, uh, yeah, she, we just moved to Los Angeles from San Diego. My parents divorced. My mom was uh, doing these, she was producing music videos. She was a professional dancer before she had kids. So she was sort of dabbling in the business, but not really. And um, mostly focused on raising me and my sister, Crystal. And then she, when I expressed this interest in it, and Crystal always kind of wanted to do what I wanted to do. And so we started going to Lee Strasberg Institute and we did little plays there as part of the um, school. And and then an agent found us from one of those plays. And But it was always a hobby. Acting was always a hobby. My mom was very, very clear about that. There was no, no traveling for jobs, um, no TV series, because that would take up too much time. So when I got the part of Winnie Cooper on The Wonder Years, it was just a guest role on the pilot. That was all it was ever supposed to be. The very end narration after the first kiss between Kevin and Winnie, and I kid you not, it said that was both of our first kiss and our last one together. That's how that script read. And midway through shooting the pilot, the producers came to my mommy. They said, you know, we just think the chemistry between Fred and Danica is amazing and special, and we would like to offer her a series role. So I never had to go to network or anything. I just, I, they, it just came from working on the show. And she, my mom was like, I don't know about this, um, but because the other moms on the set um, were so, you know, Joanne Savage, Jane Saviano, Marsha Hervey, they they all were real moms. They weren't stage moms. And she could tell that it was an environment in which we would be safe and we'd be protected. And so she, we had this big heart to heart. And I was like, please, 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 because I loved it. And I really wanted to do it. And she said, all right, but. We're putting, she got this fancy lawyer and we got like some sort of loophole so they couldn't sue us too badly if I decided to pull out. My mom's awesome. I love her. Interesting. Very interesting. Here's here's a fun fact a lot of people don't know. And I have to ask you about this, Zoe. You went up against your own sister, Crystal, for the role of Winnie Cooper. Yes. Right. But remember, it was just a guest role. It was just a guest role. This was not a big deal. No, guest role or not, you're auditioning against your sister, though. How did that dynamic work, even in just preparation I, in your home? Well, we, we auditioned for a lot of the same things. We were the same. We had the very sim- similar energy and same age-ish. We're just a year and a half apart. So we, that happened all the time. It wasn't that big a deal. And then when I got the role, they said she was second. She was second choice. Um, we all came back for like, both of us came back for like, the, you know, callbacks and then second callbacks and then third callbacks. And, and it was like fewer and fewer girls in the room. And we like went to dinner and then came back up for one last read. They were very thorough about this, even though it was a guest role. So uh, when, when they gave me the role, they said, but we love Crystal so much that if we go to series, we're going to write a role for her. And they did. 
So she did nine or ten episodes as Becky Slater on The Wonder Years. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know what? Did that- yeah. Again, because I was such a fan of the show, you just jogged my memory. I'm like, yeah, she was on the show. You actually talked very candidly, though, about, you know, experiencing your first crush on a television show with Fred. And I know I experienced a, a similar crush with uh, with Kelly, who played Laura on Family Matters. Um, it's a very it's a very tender age for for all of us. Um, but more importantly, you know, you had your first kiss. And it's kind of funny. I'd love to share with you, though. I actually had my first kiss on screen, too, except it was really? not with Kelly. Uh, it was not with Kelly who played Laura. It was um, we had a scene where it was um, me and Eddie and we were in a we were in a speakeasy and we were gambling illegally and we were winning big. And so when we won yeah. too big, you know, the guys basically were like, OK, we got it. We're, we're, we're trapping these kids here and they're not taking the money. Um, so we were just kind of one of those, you know, classic sitcom in over our head yeah, scenes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but while, but while mm-hmm. Steve was throwing the dice all week, they had a woman that, uh, a much older woman, she's probably in her late twenties at that. I'm, I'm 14 or something like that. And, um, she would kiss me, um, because I was just rolling so great. So I'd roll, you know, everybody, everybody's winning at the crap table on tape night. This woman went full throttle on my ass. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and she, she gave, she slipped me the old everything and, wow. and just <laughs> stunned me. I was like 14 years old and I think I went in my dressing room and I cried. <laughs> and I, what? And I, I remember the executive producers coming to my dressing room and everything was like, hey, is everything okay? Whatever. My dad was talking to Dave Duclan, who was our executive producer. And he's just like, yeah, I think he's a little shook up. I don't think he really has ever experienced a woman doing that to him before. <laughs> so we both have first kiss stories, but mine was a little more assaulty. Yours <laughs> like dramatic. I'm so sorry. That's, wow. I wonder if the producers told her to do that, to get that reaction. You know? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yikes. We had had many run throughs all week, but it really wasn't until. Yeah, but the one that's on tape is right, the one that counts, right? right? You, hear about that. you hear about like, Producers doing horrible things to kids, like sticking with a pin so they'll cry or whatever. Like that's, man, I am so sorry that that was your first kiss experience. That was my first. That was my first. I will kiss never. Story. I will never complain about my first kiss experience again. <laughs> I, I mine was just embarrassing because, yes, I had a crush on Fred at the time, and I believe he had a crush on me too. But but you know, there's like 50 people watching, and then after they said cut, everyone started applauding. So you can imagine the humiliation. Like it was so embarrassing. Of course, because you're trying to have you're trying to have a moment, you know, and then everyone starts applauding. It was embarrassing. It was, uh, uh, but wow, nothing like yours. So <laughs> sorry to hear that. You uh, fourteen when you dated as a as a teenager. How were your parents with dating? Uh, and you, while you were on the show, I mean, you you had to have had experiences where you went on dates with with younger boys, and. And you realize, like, I think this person's more interested in being out with Winnie Cooper than being on a date with Danica. I didn't date very much, to be honest. I um, really didn't. I mean, I went out to dinner a couple times, uh, but then I got a boyfriend when I was 16 that I met in acting class. Okay. And um, and it was it was real. I mean, it was it was a really good relationship. But what you're talking about did happen to me later in life. I was probably 25 or so when I was on set 
I'm not going to say what movie it was. I'm not going to say who the actor was because <laughs> he had a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend. I did not. I did not have a boyfriend at the time. And I totally had a crush on this guy. And it was the kind of thing where like, we would like, you'd give each other knowing looks. Like, you'd, you'd, they had like inside jokes and it was just sort of fun and electric, but I knew he had a girlfriend. So I wasn't going to do anything. I have never cheated on anybody in my life. And I, I never will. So I was there on set and there's all this electricity and all the what if, but never going to do anything. And on the last day, he, um, we're hugging goodbye. And he goes, I just, you know, I wondered if you might want to, I was going to you know, get some pizza and watch a movie in my hotel room tonight. I didn't know if you wanted to join me. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't have a girlfriend and it's just not, it's not that I don't get it, but I just, I can't. And he goes, yeah, I, I understand. It's just, and he looks so despondent. And I thought he was going to be like, I just thought we just had this connection. Instead, you know what he says? You know what he says? He says, it's just that I've always had this thing for Winnie Cooper. Wow. So I was so disillusioned. I was so like heartbroken. It was horrible. It was so oh, that's painful. horrible. <laughs> oh, and here I was being all like, more. I was like, thank God I took the high road. I just, I, you know what? I just, man, oh man, that was a lesson. It was eye opening. I'll never forget that moment. Pulling away from the hug. Yeah. And like, oh, I've, I've had, I've had a couple similar situations <laughs> and, uh, and it's really, really disheartening. It's amazing actually how comfortable people are just telling you and letting you know, right to your face. Like, I really have no interest in you. I just, I just <laughs> want you to fulfill some type of nostalgic <laughs> fantasy I have. Yes! And if you could just yeah. stand here and endure this patiently, we'll get through this wonderfully and it'll only take a second. <laughs> yeah, and it'll mean so much to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm happily married now, I'm happy to say, and uh, shouldn't ever have to worry about that again. When you went to UCLA, um, so you didn't party at all. You didn't stay on. Did you stay on campus? Because I, I think I didn't. I didn't because I, I orientation I did. And I had so many people knocking on the door all through the night yelling, hey, Winnie Cooper. It was just clear that it was not going to be a peaceful experience. I did join a sorority, though. Okay. I didn't live in the sorority, but I joined a sorority because I wanted like a place to go. And even through the rush process where you're choosing what sorority and they're choosing you, there's, you know, all the super popular ones were very interested in me, but for the wrong reasons. Right. And you could just feel it. You could just tell. And so I went with actually one of the much smaller sororities because I just felt more at home. It, it felt like more like girls that I would, you know, have like a pajama party with or just like hanging out. Yeah, girls you would you actually know? spend and, time and, with. Yeah, girls you actually want to hang out with. And I was I was the sober sister or my sorority, and I was also in charge of the like studies hall or whatever. Um, so I did. I, I've always been super nerd. I'm in a goodie two shoes, but whatever, it works for me. Um, so that so that was my safe haven, having that sorority on campus to like go to, um, because otherwise, yeah, it was just a lot of hey, Winnie, where's Kevin? Although I will say, I will say, as I gained notoriety in the math department, I became because I started, I became a calculus tutor. I became, I went really from the girl who's on that TV show to that girl who helped me pass calculus. Because yes. I was, I was on fire. I loved tutoring in calculus. I understood it. I could explain it. It was probably the beginning training for me writing my book. So I have not written a book on calculus yet, but I went so You should. It was really, it was really the beginning of, of me learning how great it felt to help open up other people's eyes and really be a teacher and really see people's, the light bulbs go off and, and see them get something that they didn't get before. It's a great feeling. I read an interview where you spoke about that actually, 
Um, you know, you said you when you were on UCLA's campus, you would get a lot of Winnie Cooper stuff, but a particular girl came up to you in class and you thought it would just be the usual interaction. But oh, it's... I know the story. Wait, I'll tell the story. Okay. This is the story. Okay. This was the first calculus class that I took at UCLA. And I wasn't even sure if I belonged there because honestly, in my head, people who were good at math in like college, college math were from some other planet. I did well in math in high school, but I didn't, to me, if you were good at math in college, you were like a math person. And I didn't look like a math person. I just didn't fit the, I didn't look the part. You know, I'm an actress, yeah. right? I didn't look the part. Um, so, so when I was in that class, I studied so hard. And the first midterm happens and I thought, okay, I failed that. I failed it. Well, I got a 22 out of 40, but little did I know that that was a weeder test. And that was a hundred out of 163 people. I was the only person who got such a high score. Two other people got 15 and the rest was nine and below. And the reason I know this is because the, the professor graphed the scores on the chalkboard, not with names, just the numbers. And I'm seeing that one little 22 and I'm looking at my test. And I'm looking at it, that's me. Like I'm the 22. The next day, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, excuse me, aren't you that girl? And that question always ends with who played Winnie Cooper or who's on the Wonder Years or from that TV show. Instead, he goes, excuse me, aren't you that girl who got the 22? And I was like, yes, I, yes, I, I, I am. I am the girl who got the 22. And it was, it was really a turning point for me realizing that I could, I could establish, I could like had value outside of Winnie Cooper. I really had something that I could build on. And it was just. That experience and also just the experience of, of, of interacting with all the professors and, and realizing that I really had something of a gift for this and I, I, I loved it and it made my brain feel sharp and I felt special in a way that you can't get from, from the superficialness of Hollywood. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't give you the same kind of deep satisfaction. Hey folks, on behalf of the episode sponsor, I want to get real for a minute. As a working father, I can tell you some days can be extremely stressful <laughs> and I play both roles. Sometimes I'm the mom and the dad. <laughs> Life is an uphill battle. I don't care how successful you've been. Hollywood offers a ton of rejection and it can be really hard to maintain a positive attitude at all times. From a mental health standpoint, we could all benefit from a dose of therapy. Whether you're just having a conversation with a friend, a family member or a professional, that's where better help comes in. That's better H-E-L-P. BetterHelp offers professional counseling done securely online. Connect with a broad range of mental health experts, no uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp can access your needs and match you with your own licensed professional to help you access your goals. Schedule weekly video or phone sessions and new users can start communicating in just under 48 hours. Now, this isn't some crisis hotline or fast food self-help. No, no, no. BetterHelp is committed to great therapeutic matches, so they make it free and easy to change counselors if need be. You can log into your account anytime to message your counselor, and you'll get timely, thoughtful messages. BetterHelp is affordable and even offers financial aid. Visit BetterHelp.com ever. That's BetterHelp and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Ever after listeners. Ah, now you guys, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash ever. I remember, I'm very curious if you're going to remember this story because I just think it's the cutest story though. But I told a friend of mine when we were working on The Wrong Woman for a lifetime with Richard Gabai. Shout out to Richard Gabai. I love yeah. him. He, yeah. He's our director, oh, producer who continues to hire both you and I to this day. Um, yep. And, um, and I 
happened to just mention that I was I was working with you. And of course, the dude flipped out. And uh, and he's like, you know, oh, man, I'd love to meet her. I, said, I think she's single. And at the time you, you were. And I remember I came back to this. <laughs> I came back to the set the next day. And uh, oh, I was newly I was newly divorced. Yeah. This would have been the wrong yeah, woman. Yeah, the wrong woman. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I came back to the set the next new. day and um, and I just kind of casually put it out there. And I was like, hey, like after work, man, you're like, would you like to grab some drinks? And I remember you looked at me with the most literal response and you said, Jalil, I'm not a very fun person like that. (laughs) (laughs) And it just, it just, just like it just paused right now. It's just like all the air just went out of the room. Do you remember saying that to me? (laughs) No, but it, but it sounds like something I would say. Yeah. And I I was just like, I didn't really drink very much. And I think you thought in that moment that I was like hitting on you or something on the set. I don't know. I'm not sure. I could be completely wrong, but I was just like, Okay, um, no, my buddy Sean. Okay, you know what? Let's just abort mission. <laughs> like, I just figured if we went and we grabbed some drinks, it would have been a cool, like, we can't do apps. You know, we can't do tenders and, and bumbles and, and stuff like that. I don't. I don't feel comfortable. Da- da- I'm going to tell you a story about that. I'm going to tell you a story about do. that. Um, when I was, during that time when I was single, I, um, I, I was like, I'd always seen those eHarmony ads. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, oh, I wonder who it pair me up with and so what I, I joined eHarmony for for a few months and um under your real name this is here no so this is the thing instead of Danica I was Monica and I was afraid of putting my own picture up there because for obvious reasons so I, I I googled Winnie Cooper lookalike and I found a bunch of pictures of people who said oh I think it looks hilarious like Cooper. and so one weird. of them really did kind of look like me and so I blurted out a little bit and I used that picture and, uh, and I ended up dating somebody for actually about six months from that. And I remember the first date that we had, I was like, okay, look, my name's not Monica. My name's Danica, but here's why. And, he, and, and I, and I put on there that I was a math book author. I didn't say anything about acting. And he's like, well, we're starting off on a good note with a total lie. I'm like, I know, I know, but that's how I got around it. But that was it. I mean, I found the one, I went on a couple of days, found the one guy we dated for six months and it wasn't really right. Um, and that was it. But that was my experience with eHarmony and how to get around the whole, like, are you just going to find somebody who wants to date Winnie Cooper thing? Ah, oh, life. You know, I feel like we're almost, um, you know, for the for those of us who are, are single, you know, it's... Uh, are you single? Oh, yeah, I'm single. I'm single. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, well, you should try it. You should try this. I don't know. I just, I still, <laughs> I'm still old fashioned and I, I like, I like being introduced yeah. to people by other people. And I, unfortunately, I think for for uh, for my generation, that's just the way it is for me, and I'm comfortable with it, and, and that's the way it's yeah. gonna be. That's how I met my husband. Yeah, that's we met through friends. I mean, that was great. That's that's the one. That's the one that stuck. Obviously, swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. Oh, swipe right. I just <sighs> I can't get on board with it. I just I can't. You're remarried to a great guy, Scott. Now, so congratulations yes. on that. Um, Thank you. But he seems to bring out your wild side. I saw you guys uh, going ham at Hearst Castle uh, <laughs> in that pool up there. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Wait, what you... did we do in the pool? Okay. okay. <laughs> that I I used some slang that got right by you. You guys had a, a really good time up there, just jumping around, frolicking. Yes. Yes, wait, t- teach me, teach me this word. What did you say? Uh, go ham, baby. You know what I'm saying? To go wild. To lose yourself. Go ham. We went okay. ham. I feel like if I said that, people would laugh at me. I think people now, would think okay. you were really cool if you said we'd like to go ham. 
Yeah, you think my 16-year-old stepson would think I was cool if I said that? I got to try that. I I think if your 16-year-old stepson said, hey, listen, it's Friday night. What are you trying to do? Let's go ham. Let's go ham. (laughs) I'm serious. You just just absolutely go go to your 16-year-old stepson. It's Friday night. Yo, what's up? Let's go ham. He's going to look at you. Let's go You got to sell it now. You got to be an actress. You got to sell it. Let's go ham. Yeah, but he's going to look at me like, are you crazy? uh, But I'd be curious to know if if he knows that phrase. He probably does. I love it. I mean, I don't know. What is the <laughs> what is the most cow tipping thing you've ever done in your life, Danica? Because I just don't feel like you've ever really pushed it. Cow tipping. So you mean like rebellious? Just, yes, rebellious. We shouldn't have been here. We streaked. We took our clothes off. What is the what a story you can share that's not going to incriminate anybody, but it just lets everybody know that Danica Mae McKellar has a wild side. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I have a good I uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, the stress. Um, Look at your face. I, I have been, I have been paranoid, honestly. Here's the thing. I have felt the responsibility and the duty to set a good example from a very young age because I sensed that I was being looked up to by kids and by whoever. And I, I've always I taken that thing. very seriously. I've yeah. the same thing. I, okay, you you first. What's your cow tip? I, I'll be trying to think of something as you tell me the story of your. No, oh shoot, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I felt like I didn't really start letting loose and becoming my full self until I went to Europe in my mid twenties. I didn't drink, so a lot of people didn't don't know. I didn't smoke or drink as a teenager. Like the 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 fear of God was put in me that. You could get arrested. You could ruin the show. All of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't until I got to Greece in my mid twenties that I really and nobody was watching me really, and and the, and the press didn't care about nobody cared about me press wise over there. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, I just I had some long nights. I had some I had some long nights. You 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 meet foreign girls, and it just it all goes down quickly. <laughs> it all goes down. Oh wow. <laughs> I don't, ha- I don't have those stories. <laughs> um, and th- you need those nights. You know, you need, I feel like Miley Cyrus got her nights a lot earlier than me. I, it took me to my mid twenties, but, um, but yeah, it, I was, I think I had the same uh, sense of responsibility um, that you had to though. I definitely did. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, okay. I, mean, I, I have had- one story, but it's not very bad. It's okay. It's not- Give me something. So I was um, with, uh, I was actually, where was it? Bulgaria in 2004. See, out of the country. uh, Out of the country, doing a um, sci-fi channel movie with Chris Pratt. Oh, love Chris. Chris, Yeah, Chris Pratt and my mom and I, my mom's very cool. We all went to this Turkish bar where you literally dance on the tables and it's full. I'm sure we were all high just by being in that room. And, And I was drunk and we all danced on the tables, but that's, that's it. Like that's as far as it went, but it felt wild because we're, it was so late. It was like four in the morning by the time we left. And you're just kind of like in this other state, you know, you're like, tipsy drunk and you're laughing and you're like dancing. You're like, what am I doing? And nobody recognized it. You know, it was like that kind of situation where it was so dark and smoky and weird that you didn't, you couldn't even see who was in front of you. <laughs> it's a really strange they, night, but yeah, nothing they, happened. They, I mean, like, you know, they party that, different over count? there. They party different over there. And listen, technically, you were going yeah. ham. I was going <laughs> ham. Going ham. 
I went ham with Chris Pratt in 2004. And, and baby, that's a good bar. story saying you went ham with Chris Pratt in Bulgaria in 2004. Like, that's, that's you All know right. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm helping you out here. Qualifies. All right. I feel cool. I feel like I got a little coolness point. I love it. Um, <laughs> do you have, um, do you participate in any of the platforms like, you know, cameos or anything like that where you i do yes i do cameos i do cameos i um i all my money that i make from it goes to charity oh, sweet. i've been doing a lot of charity i raised over fifty thousand dollars this year through cameo doing all these cameos especially like mother's day father's day but i get a lot of birthday requests and um yeah i charge i charge 150 bucks and 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 cameo keeps 25 percent of that 75 percent goes to me and i have a bank account actually that i started just for my cameo money and I, and I, um, send it out every month. I, and it's amazing. I've been doing children's charities exclusively. Okay. I did, I was doing no kid hungry, um, child help. It helps with, um, uh, rescue abused kids. And then I've been really learning a lot actually in the last few weeks about child trafficking. Okay. And so I'm now donating to a child. That's a bigger problem than people realize. It's like really big. It's like a million kids in this country are being trafficked right wow. now. People don't realize, and the U.S. is a huge market. It might be the biggest market for um, buying sex with underage kids. It's disgusting. And what's crazy about it is that nobody seems to know about it. Nobody knows. People think of this as an issue like, oh, well, Southeast Asia, and I guess there's some sort of Russian brides things that happen. But no, no, no. This is going on now. And it happens through Instagram. It happens through Facebook. It happens on all the social media apps, um, games, when kids have really, you know, and it really comes down to, open communication between parents and kids. And it's not just, hey, who you're talking to online. It's having that open conversation where if they have a problem, they can come to you and they're not going to turn to some stranger online who's pretending to be a kid like right. that. So what happens is these kids develop relationships. They're getting something online that they're not getting at home. They're getting love and acceptance and it's fake. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And these guys, typically these guys, will um, make them fall, think they're falling in love and then they'll get them to send a naked picture and telling them how beautiful they are. You're so beautiful. You just take a little more off. And then they have that picture and they say, and then things start to change. So, gosh, you know, I really need a favor. I need you to meet me at such and such corner. I, um, you know, I just, I hate to have to use that picture, but I really need this favor. So if you don't do this favor for me, I'm going to have to put this picture out and embarrass you. And I don't want to do wow. that. And these 12 year old, 14 year old girls, this is how it happens again and again. I've been taught, I had a, a two and a half hour Zoom call with a couple of different organizations this weekend, just learning about this. This is how it happens. And, and then kids, you know, go in the corner and that's it. They're never heard from again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and, and it's, 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 and it happens all the time. And sometimes the kids actually do go home and they get, they get trafficked only on the weekends. They are so afraid. They, this person has made threats to their family. They feel like they can't get out. They feel like they have to, 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 to do what they're being told. They're kids. <laughs> anyway. So I'm getting super involved in that. And my money from the cameo shadows is going to, uh, fighting child trafficking now, as well as 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 fighting child abuse and um, and other kids charities. I feel super strongly about this. I just there's so many causes out there in the world, but you help a kid. Not only are you helping that kid, you're helping the future of this country and this world because your kid hears, oh wait, somebody cares about me. Oh, somebody's trying to help. It's gonna make a difference. It's gonna make a difference. So that's where I come down on that stuff. Hey folks, Jaleel here. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. 
Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. Now, when I learned about Skillshare, I knew I had to use it to step up my photography game. My girlfriend was always telling me that she hates my photos that I take of her on her iPhone. This is a huge conundrum for boyfriends everywhere. But I use Skillshare to learn a bit about photography, and now I'm the only one that can take her pictures. Skillshare offers membership and meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com forward slash ever. And the first 1,000 people to use our link will get a free trial of Skillshare premium membership. That's Skillshare.com forward slash ever. Show us your math because you've sent them to me and my daughter has them. They are amazing. Uh, the Times Machine and math doesn't suck. Um, I mean, seriously, when they, when they arrived in the mail, I was so blown away. I mean, this is an actual, like, it's a, it's a textbook. You can try to, you can try to sugarcoat it all you want, but you wrote a darn textbook for middle school girls. Yeah, you, it's actual legit math. It's just that I, I, yeah, I sugarcoat it. Yeah. I make all, I tell stories, analogies to help the math stick more. Um, the mad face method for changing mixed numbers into improper, improper fractions. It, it's colorful, fun ways of learning real solid math concepts just to make it more interesting and entertaining. I'm an entertainer and I love I, math. So why not write entertaining math books? I just I've got them so- for ages. Yeah. Zero to 16 at mccallermath.com. All of them. Like, I have, I literally just have so much respect though, for those of us who tap into another, another superpower, another ability. And literally you have no idea how much respect I have for your discovering what a math genius you are. You're brilliant in math and, and using it to your advantage and marketing it. And, and uh, I mean, I wish I could see more. I, I would love to see you with a, a YouTube show or, or, or a regular show where you're you're teaching girls math in a, in, a, in a fun way. I mean, it's just it's so uncliche what you did, and that's why I know it's always going to work out for you, you and math. Thank you. Yeah. Well, if you go to mckellarmath.com and if you go to fun links, there are some videos. It's not like a whole show. I think we did five episodes or something called Math okay. Bites, and then I've got a few other um, episodes of a show called Math Doesn't Suck, named after the book. So they're tips and tricks in math, and they're very fun and very girly. The thing is, they're really expensive to make. And, uh, I had on both one Pearson, a sponsor, the first, the math doesn't suck videos. And then, um, Nerdist actually sponsored math bites, okay. but they're, 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 they're labors of love. I'm not making any money on them. They're just expensive to produce. And so I'm glad they're out there, but I just don't have time to, to, to do that much of them. No, I get it. More. I, yeah. I get it. But you just, you just never know Danica when a labor of love will turn into, um, you know, will bear fruit at a much later date. You know, I just never stopped doing it. Seriously. It's a oh, very, absolutely. No, it's I'm, a very I'm authentic aspect of you. I'm here to empower kids and girls, um, but all kids to embrace their smarts and to see their potential and to learn to do difficult things. You know, math is not just about the math. I mean, yes, it'll make you better at, at you know, your finances and get ripped off less often. And yes, it's going to prepare you for better paying jobs. There's all sorts of practical benefits to math, but more than that, it helps to train your brain to be a good problem solver and train your brain to tackle challenging things and not shy away from them. And that, that skill that follows you in your entire life. And, and yeah. we could use a, a generation of kids with more 
confidence and self-esteem. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Speaking of confidence, though, were you ever at a point auditioning as an adult where you lost confidence? I mean, yeah, auditioning is brutal. I, here's the thing about being recognized as Winnie Cooper and even for my math books, I would be going, you know, you like you hire an acting coach, you get your, you know, figure out the wardrobe, you study your lines, you get in a car, you drive for 45 minutes to Burbank in the rain, you get your umbrella, you're trying to you know, sit in the waiting room, you've learned three scenes, like eight pages of stuff. It's they walk into the, into the waiting room and say, by the way, we're just doing the first scene. And then you're like, oh, what? I hate that. What? Oh. And then you go in and you go in and 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 they say, oh, my gosh, Winnie Cooper, it's so good to see you. Hey, you know, my son used your math book. I'm like, oh, that's great. And then you're like, and you 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 do the scenes. And then and then I'm, I remember I am. Um, I went to network for this one pilot and they said, you know, we love her, but we're afraid that she's going to date the show. It's like, wow. what? It, why did you call me in the first place? Like that wow. kind of stuff was just yeah, infuriating. No, it was maddening. And, and the thing is, I know, I know that I will always be associated with Winnie Cooper and that's okay. I find that that's a good thing in enough areas. If some people don't like that association, that's fine. It's not a good match. Um, I told my manager, this was about six years ago. I told my manager, so you know what? I don't, I don't want to audition anymore. I, the only time I work mostly really is audition is, is direct offers anyway. So I don't want to go in those audition rooms anymore. Unless if somebody has specifically requested me and says, we really think she's, she's and I did that. Um, I went up for, uh, actually it was a game show and I was one of like three people and mm-hmm. I went to network three times. Now I didn't get it, but I like, they would cater it. Like it felt like, okay. They're really, truly considering me. This is not yes. a waste of my time. And I will never regret that process. I loved it. It was fantastic. Um, but I, I just said, I don't want to audition anymore. And and a week later, Hallmark Channel called for the first time. And I have not stopped working. That is awesome. So you, know, you know what I love about things this Things work story, out sometimes. I really, really love about that story was, you know, you sent a message to the universe to say, hey, this is, this is what I will accept. I'm not just right. going to get kicked around like a can. And you called your manager. Yeah. And you took action. And I don't think a lot of actors out there understand the rigors of auditioning never stop. There's this kind of like, there's this, there's this notion out there that, you know, you become really famous one day, or maybe you get a lot of followers and, you know, you're just such a big deal that you never have to audition. No, if I don't care if it's a Marvel movie or what, they're going to audition all of those people. And what happens is in the process of auditioning is your competition just becomes more legit. And so what sucks about auditioning when you're famous sometimes is you end up in a room with upstarts. You end up in a waiting room with people who don't have very many credits and you're being considered opposite them. And those people are even looking at you like, why are you here? And you don't want to disrupt the flow of this audition process to say, "Uh, oh, you guys thought this was different. Well, get ready for what's coming next. (laughs) If you're lucky, you get to sit here and be me one day and then you're talking to the new guy. And so I was like, I I love though that you told the universe like, yo, I'm done with auditioning. And then, and then Hallmark called. That is, that is so badass. What still gets you fired up about acting at this point though? I just, it's, it's like an onion. You just peel the layers. There's more and more. I, I love finding authenticity. I love finding surprises. How do you make this a, a scene of discovery and, and just asking those questions and being curious? I still work with an acting coach. I'm, I have my first uh, meeting with my acting coach virtually, of course, this time uh, tomorrow for my Christmas movie that I start okay. shooting in October. 
So I was going to start preparing now. I don't, and I don't take any of it for granted. I am so grateful. I mean, you know, this business is not kind and, uh, and I'm so grateful for my Hallmark Channel relationship. It's just wonderful. They're wonderful people and the movies are feel good. And, um, and anyway, so I get to, I get to do movie number 14 in October. I love it. You 14, just bang 14 in six years. One after the next, you're going to do 40 of them. If you had one professional do-over from when you were a kid or an adult, what would it be? Oh, wow. What a good question. I feel like we have moments in our career, and this will give you a second to think about it, where um, maybe if you just said yes to this project, maybe if you had... Um, you know, if you had done something business-wise that was different, <laughs> like if you had gotten rid of an agent, you know, said like, man, if I just fired that guy, things would have been different. Um, I know I felt that way about, uh, you know, sad to say the William Morris agency. I did, I did not have a very positive experience there. And, um, and I got my agent there through a man that I admired at the time a ton, um, Mr. Bill Cosby, who is currently incarcerated. But, you know, he was my hero at the time. And when somebody of that magnitude at the time, um, you know, says, you know, grab a pen and paper, call this man and he's going to represent you, you know, yeah, it, of course. it's, it's, of course. It, you're, you're an attractor being at that point. So, Absolutely. you know, I, I have, a, I have a couple key moments in my career that it was like, man, it sure would be nice to have not just stepped in that, in that mud puddle or, um, or maybe even for the positive. Um, well, one, uh, one, it's a silly thing, but I had the opportunity to audition for Clueless and I was like, this is stupid. I heard this no! really, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It, that, that was one of those. I didn't, I, yeah. I love so there that. are a couple of those. <laughs> a couple of moments like that. that. That's the, oh my gosh. Which role? For the lead? I don't remember. I think it was the main role. I mean, Alicia Silverstone, I don't think it was a big name yet. So I'm pretty sure it was the main role. I'm sure I had a, I had a good shot at it. But um, I was like, no, what? These girls are stupid. Oh, my god! You know, I love what it. are you going to do? I love it. You know, look, <laughs> look, hindsight is twenty twenty. Hey, listen, I remember I tried to audition for the Mod Squad and the casting director was locking the door and leaving as I was arriving. So try that for humiliating. Try. <laughs> oh I no! I that. have a I have a better audition story. Give, I have a better audition. Oh wait, give, go give, finish give, yours. Finish come, yours. Come on! No, no, no. no okay, go ahead. Fine. I I was I auditioned. Was it the Starship Troopers or something? I auditioned for something, and and I just come out of UCLA, and I honestly was a little rusty. I probably should have coached for this, but I did the audition, and she goes, "Stick to the math." Ooh. Yep. Ooh, okay. You know math. what? You know what? Let me tell you my energy. <laughs> when 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 you give, I give equal. So I auditioned for the worst audition I I think I ever had. That sticks in my mind. I've had a handful, but that sticks in my mind was for Fat Albert. Oh. And and I <laughs> and I was there to play Mushmouth, and that's the one that wears like the the thing over his head. So it was like. All you were going to see was my eyes anyway, right? So I'm like, but I have very distinctive eyes and I love the Fat Albert, um, you know, the Fat Albert franchise, uh, yeah. pr property franchise. So I was like, I, I was really excited for it. And I auditioned for Forrest Whitaker. And, oh my gosh. And he was the director assigned at the time. And, you know, there was, and, and, and 
they kind of had it set up like a stage and Forrest was way in the back. And then you had like, you know, you know so for, for lack of a better term, the important white people were up close in the front. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and I start doing my thing and I, I tried to do the actual voice, the mushmouth voice, because he mm-hmm. had kind of have a distinctive voice. And I knew as soon as I, I launched into it that this was not being well received at all. <laughs> and, and at the end of it, it was just quiet. And everybody was just looking down at their papers. And, oh. and Forrest looks at me. Um, he looks at me from the back of the room and he goes, uh, I don't believe you. I, I said, I'm, I'm sorry, what? He says, I don't, this is not a cartoon that we're making here. Uh, this is a real film. And, and what you just did, I don't believe you. <laughs> he's like, he's actually all of his characters in real life. And I'm oh like, so it, it, you know, I'm just, this mother, uh. like, I, I'm, I'm high, I am heated because I'm like, no, dude, this is a live action cartoon. I did the character. <laughs> if you want me to do something different, you don't just have to knock me upside the head and yeah. tell me you don't believe oh, me. Right. Brutal. So, so he's like, I'm going to let you do it again. I'm going to let you do it uh. again. But uh-huh. this time, we need to believe you. <laughs> so, so I basically did the same thing that I did, only without applying the voice, which just made it just fall flat. It just made it seem boring and like I hadn't even prepared right, anything. Right. And the oh only good God. part of this story is that he was fired <laughs> from the movie and replaced by Joel's Wick. So when I found that out in The Hollywood Reporter, I was like, hey, guess what, homie? I don't believe you as a director either. <laughs> I don't believe you as a director. <laughs> Oh my God. Danica, listen, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Uh, This has been the best conversation. I mean, seriously, I just, I, I, I love these talks. I love these chats because I think it humanizes us a lot for people who want to see us sometimes as our characters. And, uh, I love your journey, everything you've done with math. Um, seriously, you're just like, you're, you're a, a fembot hero of mine for what you've done in math and, and how you've kept <laughs> your career you. going. Um, we've had, we've lived in the same building. We've gone to the same college. We've both done Dancing with the Stars and we've done two movies um, with uh, for Lifetime. I think we're just connected forever. <laughs> I I agree. I, yeah, we worked together for the first time on Kim Cucamonga at 15, oh, right? right? The age of, I was that. 15. You're probably, yeah. Um, but, and I, and I want to say one quick thing to your listeners about homeschooling. If any homeschooling parents are out there yeah. struggling, go to my Instagram page. I've got, I've been homeschooling my child for his whole life. He's 10 years old. And I've got a ton of tips and tricks to help your kid focus at home. Oh, so that's dope. check it out. If you go on, it's the, the highlight, you know, the highlight circles yes. on the Instagram profile page. Okay. And, and say what your Instagram is though. Oh, just Danica McKellar. Got it. And click on the, yeah. And then click on the circle on my profile page that says school at home. And you'll see all those tips. If you are having trouble with homeschooling, contact Danica McKellar. She will help you. I'm telling you, I'm looking at these books. They are legit when it comes to the math. Love you, girl. Thank you for joining me. You too. You too. You rock. (laughs) 